Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison. I'm a contributor at NinerNoise.com, and here with me is just me. Uh, <laughs> my own self, me, myself, and I. Uh, as we uh, look to to recap and review and all good things related to the 49ers 34-26 just a crazy game um at Levi Stadium uh this afternoon a win over the Minnesota Vikings uh catapulting the Niners to 6 and 5 uh and into the 6th spot in the NFC playoff race um and of course the other late game um event uh, or game, I should say, in the afternoon uh, today was the Packers taking down the Rams, which means the Niners are now uh, just <laughs> a game um, a game behind the Los Angeles Rams, who uh, a couple of weeks ago looked like one of the best teams in the league and now are down to just 7-4 and four, uh, since the Niners took them down a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Niners are three wins on the, on the, on the bump and the skid, so to speak. Um, and the Rams are going the other direction, which means the, 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 the Niners are, are in prime position to maybe even get, uh, as high as the fifth seed, uh, the, the one, two, three, four seeds are not out of the realm of possibility, uh, but probably not very likely, um, in terms of where they could finish, uh, with the season over, um, before the football before the football season ends but really frankly <laughs> given where this team was you know not too many weeks ago um it, it seems it's it's crazy to think that they're even in um they're in that position to to make to make a run uh where they where it didn't seem like they would be like this is a team we were already starting to have that conversation about okay, you know, where are they going to finish? You know, where's that that playoff spot that they don't <laughs> they don't have um, that first sorry that first round uh, first pick that they don't have? Where where is it going to be? Um, it, it, that whole thing, 
Um, you know, when's the time to get the rookies in, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, now this is a team that is, is on a, on a trajectory to possibly win as many as 10 games, um, could still conceivably run the table. Uh, and I'm not saying they're going to, but it's, it's, it's within, if they keep playing like this, they're going to, they're going to be able to beat anybody that, that they want to play. You know, they've, they beat this Ram, a Rams team. That's very good. Uh, they beat a Vikings team. That's, that's I think better than their five and six records suggest. They've, they've played in a lot of close games. They've lost games that they probably could have won. This could very easily be a team that has won, won seven, eight games, something like that. Uh, nine games, even if, if you want to get too crazy with it, but, um, the Niners uh, struggled at times. It started off a, a little rough. They they fell down. They fell behind seven nothing um, after a, a, a three and uh, after holding the the Rams or sorry the the Vikings to to a three and out and then immediately gave the ball away. Led to Minnesota's touchdown. Minnesota was up fourteen to seven um, in the second quarter. In uh, the Niners were, were, were it was still it still felt like they were trying to figure out what they were going to do. Um, and then, uh, then they managed to, to hold the ball for the the rest of the of the of the first half, tie the game up at fourteen, and then went on to to break the game open a little bit. Scored on the next drive um, <laughs> with the first drive of the third quarter uh, to to run it to twenty one fourteen. Then got a fumble recovery on I believe the very next play, and then ended up scoring uh, a couple plays later. Um, or actually in the very next play with that. So they scored, you know, three times inside of three drives. Uh, I think it was all inside of, uh, those three touchdowns came within, you know, within like four minutes of game time, uh, to, to run up and put themselves up, uh, 28 to 14 at that particular point. The Vikings did fight back and made a game of it, got it down to, I think the closest they were, uh, at that, at any point was 26, 31, um, Niners, you know, did what they needed to do. Uh, they added a couple of uh, late field goals, um, although they did, they did miss one at the end, of, towards the end of the game, with just under two minutes left to go. That could have iced it. Niners defense ended up doing what they needed to do to to finish the game, but it was um, it was more nerve wracking <laughs> than I would have liked it to be. But uh, given the fact that these are two pretty evenly matched teams in a lot of ways, um, it's not terribly surprising that that's the way that it went. Um, couple of uh players to to call out first of all want to you know give a shout out to, to Debo Samuel who was great again um on this game this game for this game sorry I can't speak <laughs> he ran the ball six times 66 yards um had two touchdowns on the ground also had um just one catch for 12 yards finally got over that hump but he did become the first 49ers since Anquan Bolden to have a thousand yards wide receiver I should say to have a thousand yards of receiving in a in a season obviously George Kittle has done it a couple of times um Brandon Ayuk also had a very effective game as a receiver three catches 91 yards um Juwan Jennings a couple of catches 24 including a, a touchdown uh in the game uh Elijah Mitchell 27 carries 133 yards almost five yards a carry and a, and a touchdown as well uh, Niners ended up running the ball 39 times, not quite to 40, <laughs> that f- magic number 40 that they've been getting to over the last uh, couple of seasons or a couple of games in, in route to the victories, but 39 carries, 208 yards, 5.3 yards per carry, including three touchdowns on the ground. And that will usually get the job done. 
Um, I mean, the Vikings uh, did well offensively as well. Kirk Cousins had a pretty decent game, 20 for 32, 238 yards. Uh, did throw a couple of touchdowns, both in the first quarter to Adam Thielen. Um, but he did throw an important interception um, as he's Al Shire, who uh, has played well um, in the absence of Dre Greenlaw, who came back but immediately <laughs> left the field, unfortunately, with that growing injury um, uh, sometime, I think, in the second or third quarter. Uh, but Aziz Alshire has played well in his stead at an interception, almost returned it for a touchdown, uh, leading to uh, a, a, another touchdown for the 49ers offense. But, um, yeah, uh, but uh, Cousins was good but not great. Uh, Vikings running game never really got going, just carried the ball 18 times for 67 yards. They just didn't run that many plays. Uh, they only had uh, 33 uh, pass attempts um, and one sack, so you know 34 um, total uh, pass plays and then 18 total uh, run plays. So not that many, um, not that many plays in total for the Vikings, as opposed to the Niners who ran. Let's see, 20. Uh, Grapple had 26 pass attempts and two sacks, so 28 plus 39 uh, rushes. So that gives you an idea of, of how effective and how the balance was. And just like has been the, the case for the last couple of weeks, the Niners controlled the time possession. Um, they didn't have a massive, you know, 11, 12, 13-minute drive this time, but overall they just did a better job of controlling the game. Um, they they got a couple of turnovers, Uh Covered a fumble. Aziz Alshire got uh, recovered a fumble and had the interception. He had a great game by and large um, uh, in terms of uh, his doing his job both in coverage and, uh, and you know pretty good uh, elsewhere on the field as well. Had a couple of of plays you'd like back from him, but by and large uh, a good game from him. Um, let's see other names to mention. Uh, Kevin Givens was was a uh, had a strong game as an interior. Uh, player, uh, he forced the the fumble on Dalvin Cook that Alshire, um, <clears throat> sorry, he recovered and led to uh, another touchdown uh, for the offense. Uh, you know the defense didn't didn't it wasn't the, their their best out output for in many ways. Um, you know they they there were a lot of plays left on the field. Um, they they had a couple of the the issues that have come back uh, to bite them a little bit, a couple of pass interference penalties, specifically on Josh Norman. Uh, both of the the touchdowns uh, from Cousins to Adam Thielen, who was, uh, had a really good first quarter and first half and then just kind of disappeared in the second half. Um, both touchdowns were, were kind of avoidable situations for sure, especially the second where the broken coverage was very obvious and, and rookie safety tell Noah Hufanga kind of got lost in the back end. I, I don't really know what happened in there. Um, but, you know, the Niners showed a lot today. Um, I think one of the biggest things that they showed uh, to me, the, the last couple of weeks they've in those victories over the Rams and over the Jags, they were able to jump out early. Uh, they were the first team to score. They had long drives at the beginning. Um, with Jacksonville, they had the benefit of being very obviously the the better team. In this particular case, not necessarily the case uh, with the Vikings, and it certainly wasn't with the Rams heading into that game, but they kind of got punched in the mouth a little bit today. Uh, it didn't look great in the first half. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo got off to an a pretty bad start had some 
very high passes, uh, wasn't on target very frequently. His interception was particularly bad, kind of got baited into it by Harrison Smith, the uh, um, uh, Viking safety, uh, who's good um, and, and played well today. But um, it certainly was uh, a, an interception that Grapple needed to, not to make. Um, and he wasn't perfect, and, and his numbers are going to make it look a little bit shinier than it was, 17-26-230 touchdown in in the aforementioned interception. Um, But, you know, he did what he needed to do, and he kind of grew into the game a little bit. Uh, And it was pretty obvious uh, that Kyle Shanahan knew how important this game was. There was a a clip from the game of uh, right after the interception of him just (laughs) giving Jimmy the earful, uh, you know, probably just reminding him, like, "This this is important, like, you can't be can't be having that that kind of play um from from uh from the from the quarterback we can't we can't we can't have that and you know he did he did manage to do better um throughout the game but certainly um not his best game and of this this you know this winning streak that we're on uh now is certainly the 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 worst of the games that he's played so far even if the numbers don't necessarily reflect that this was this this game was really about um, the run game and, and Elijah Mitchell specifically and, and Debo Samuel specifically as well their ability to 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 play in in that run game and the, and the Niners managed to to keep the turnover da- battle in their favor even though in this particular case it was uh, two to one um, and they had a a little bit of a rough time on uh, special teams as well uh, Kenny one one Gawu. Um, I hope I'm saying that correctly as uh, a kick returner and, and running back for the, for the Vikings uh, carry, uh, had four kickoff returns for 171 yards. Now that's a little misleading because 99 came on his on one that he had for a touchdown. Uh, so if you erase the special teams situations like that, and then also the, the interception, um, the short drive that came on the interception from Garoppolo early in the game, the Niners are in a little bit more control. So, Things that they can that can be cleaned up, you know, better tackling on special teams, for example, uh, grapple and not making errors like that. And instead of it being 34, 26, it's, you know, 34, what, uh, 13, something like that. Uh, and it looks more like a blowout in that particular case. So certainly things to clean up. Um, but I, th- I think it's pretty clear um, this Niners team can can play uh, with most teams in the NFC. Now, it's it's very concerning, of course, that they're they're unlikely to get to the one seed, for example, because Arizona would have to completely fall apart and probably not win any more games for the rest of the season. They're nine and two at this particular point. So they have to somehow fall to, you know, what, nine and eight or whatever it is uh, in order for the Niners to, to jump over them, because uh, even a tie, even if the if Arizona won one more game for the rest of the season and the Niners and and the Cardinals both finish at ten and seven. The unfortunate situation is that the sweep that the Cardinals have on them uh, is going to put them in that in that bad spot. So that probably is going to be difficult. More, and also more than likely, there's a team like the Packers maybe back in in Tampa Bay and all that kind of. And those teams were more likely to get into those top seeds uh, rather than the Niners. But as I said, there are a lot of other opportunities anywhere from you know f- if anywhere in that uh, five to seven range is, is pretty wide open. Unfortunately, that's as far as, far as they can get because unless they win the division, um, which, you know, is not outside of the realm of possibility, but probably unlikely uh, 
just really makes losing to Colt McCoy that much worse, right? Because uh, if they had beaten Colt McCoy, then at least they'd, they the Cardinals wouldn't have that on them, uh, which would be particularly useful right now, aside from the fact that they would now be 7-4 and four, um, and actually in, technically in second place in the NFC West as opposed to uh, in third place, uh, just a game behind the Rams uh, because they'd have identical records and the Niners would have the head-to-head. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's it's going to be very interesting to see how this is going to work. Uh, I think this is a good test for the Niners. I think they they showed uh, that they're a team that can it can be a tough out, especially if they can play the way that they want to play. And and, and you know I, I, I know that's that's true for all teams, right? All teams want to play that they want to play, um, but some teams are more flexible than others. And it's I think it's safe to say that we know at this particular juncture, uh, the Niners are are better suited to be to play the game that they want to play. Now they showed a little bit of resilience in this game. They they didn't fall so far behind that they weren't able to to maintain their uh, their game plan. Um, that that's what happened to them against the Cardinals, for example. This this last time out, they they fell so far behind that they had to to get out of what their comfort zone was, and that's again true of any team in the NFL. But I think the Niners are definitely more susceptible to that than than others, and so. They're going to need to continue to run the ball successfully. They're going to continue to need to pick their 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 spots um, to throw the ball. And um, who knows? Uh, at this point, if the season ended today, I believe uh, they would travel to Tampa Bay to play uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which would be an interesting uh, test for sure. But uh, they can still get, a fit, uh, again, as high as a fifth seed. Um, and they've definitely put themselves in a situation uh, with, uh, what, Seattle coming up next week. Um, in Seattle, and then they travel to Cincinnati. They have Atlanta at home, Tennessee on the road, Houston at home, and then the Rams to finish things out. Again, uh, they got six games left <laughs> at this particular point. Um, and I, I think if they can... Nine wins might do it, um, depending on who they lose to. Uh, you know, losing to... Tennessee is probably not the worst thing in the world. Losing to one of the AFC South teams that they have left. Um, so, you know, Tennessee, Houston, uh, is probably not the worst thing in the world. Losing to Atlanta and putting their conference record in jeopardy. Losing to Seattle next week, for example, would be a, a worse loss. There are, of these remaining six games, there are certainly better losses than others. Um, but, you know, Tennessee lost again today, second game in a row. Uh, to the Patriots, who are good again, so go figure. Um, Cincinnati is going to be a tough, a tough one traveling to Ohio. Another early kickoff against Cincinnati team that has been really good at times. They just smashed the Steelers today, but they've also had some stinkers, and so you just never know uh, which version of of the the of Cincinnati the Bengals is going to show up. Very similar team actually to this Vikings team in a lot of ways um, in terms of. They got some. They got some playmakers. They got a good young quarterback in their case, as opposed to Cousins, who's been around for a while. Um, but some similarities there. I think Joe Burrow is a more talented uh, quarterback than Kirk Cousins is, uh, by and large. But uh, I think that's a winnable game as well. But certainly would be one that if you lose, you're kind of like, okay, like that. That's fine. Um, it's not great, but it, it, it's it's doable. But I, I, nine wins is the the floor. As far as if they want to get into the playoffs um, at this point, which means they could win 
they could lose. They they only have to win fifty percent of the rest of their games. But I think more than likely they need to get they need to get four more wins. They need to get to ten. Double digits will almost certainly get them in. And if they can somehow shake off an eleven, if they can somehow finish, you know, eleven and six, or God forbid, who knows, run the table and, and finish twelve and five, um, that that would be pretty incredible and might even possibly get them into. Uh, well, yeah, certainly if they finish 12 and five, uh, then that means they beat the Rams one more time, which means they'll have swept them, which means they'll probably finish in second in the division, which means they'll probably get the fifth seed, um, which would probably be mean at this point, they travel to whoever wins the NFC East more than likely, probably the Cowboys. Um, and then, or possibly the, the saints, depending on how that, how that shakes out. But look, <laughs> look again, as I said, if you had told me a couple of weeks ago that we were going to talk about how this team had a chance to not only make the playoffs, but also is looking like they could make some noise and, and really make it even maybe make a little run in the, in the playoffs against, if they get the, uh, a matchup that works in their favor, I would have told you you're crazy, you know, heading into that Rams game, nothing was looking good, uh, you know, three and five. And you're like, man, this team is probably just not very good. You know, Peter said it on on that episode heading into that Rams game. Maybe this team is not very good. Maybe that's just the way it is. Uh, it doesn't seem that <laughs> like that's the case anymore. Um, I don't know, uh, but it was it's certainly exciting to to feel invested in the in the team again a little bit. Uh, you don't have to write the the season off um, anymore. Of course, you know a lot of things could happen. But it doesn't feel like that's 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 the way to to consider it at the, this particular juncture. Um, now, you could make all the all say all the things you want about you know what impact this has on the the long term future of uh, you know Trey Lance or or anything like that. But and and that and that matters certainly. Uh, reports <laughs> for some reason a report came out this morning heading into the game that the Niners were going to be tra- trying to trade Jimmy Garoppolo after this season heading into next season, which first of all was like, well, yeah, duh, of course they are going to do that. That's one of the benefits of him playing well right now, and there's a lot of quarterback needing teams in a what is generally considered a kind of weak quarterback draft class. But, you know, that being said, Russell Wilson's still potentially um, going to be disgruntled after this rough season in Seattle. Aaron Rodgers' situation in, in Green Bay, especially if they don't win a Super Bowl this season, is you know problematic <laughs> for for sure. So there's going to be some some quarterbacking options available, but then those teams might need new players. Who knows? Um, I I don't know. It's going to be an interesting uh, uh, to see how that that outcome plays. But for now, I'm just jumping on the ride. Three games in a row, three wins in a row, I should say, and that's that's super important to. Uh, be able to to look at that and just keep riding it. That's all I gotta say. Um, of course, uh, some injury concerns. Mentioned Dre Greenlaw uh, went out um, with an injury, did not return. We'll see. Hopefully, that's not uh, a flare up of the the muscle injury that he had that has kept him out of most of the season. Uh, Fred Warner went out with a hamstring injury. I don't remember quite when it was because the announcers never mentioned it until like the fourth quarter, and then they flashed a graphic that's like he's he's out, and I was like know that because i've been following the game on twitter for the last uh half of the game and he hasn't been out there so you know pay attention better guys uh debo samuel went out uh, i think it was early in the fourth end of the third um with what they're calling a groin injury uh trey sermon went out um 
pretty early in the game with an ankle injury. They had to cart him off the field. Um, I believe, based on Kyle Shanahan's uh, post-game press conference, he's uh, more optimistic about Warner and Samuel, which is obviously very important because, uh, you, know, you know, no dis- disrespect to Trey Sermon, but he, they have played much, much, much bigger roles <laughs> for the 49ers this year. And while Trey Sermon may be a massive part of this team uh, heading into 2022, and it's him and Elijah Mitchell looking to be the main uh, bell cows as at the running back position, for right now, missing Samuel and Warner for any period of time would certainly be problematic. So hopefully both of those guys are, are all right. MRI is scheduled for tomorrow, I believe, to, to check on those. So um, yeah, hoping for the best for those guys uh, as we head into uh, Seattle week, Seahawks week. Uh, of course, it is no longer on Sunday Night Football. For once, it's not the Niners' problem. <laughs> Last couple of years, we've seen them uh, flexed out of Sunday of Sunday Night Football a couple of times due to their poor record. But this time, it's because of Seattle. They're three and seven, and they haven't truly been very competitive over the last couple of weeks. Um, and I think the NFL just decided because they're playing uh, Monday night this week against the Washington Football Team, and I think they just decided two weeks in a row if Seattle is probably not what you want. So. Niners will play, I believe, in Seattle 425 Eastern time next week. So we'll be talking about that hopefully here later in the week. But uh, until then, uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the Niner Noise podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. As always, please check out NinerNoise.com for all your latest 49ers news and analysis. And be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. If you leave us a review and include a question, we'll give you a shout out on air and answer your question. And of course, please, please, please share the podcast with all your fellow 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. 
Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.